0: the pot you're here with reggie and xavier your host and this is sometimes you're the frog welcome back to the pot we're in here it's been a while uh apologies for not getting back to you guys sooner we had some unfortunate tragedies in our personal lives but we're we're maintaining. How you doing today, Zay?
1: I'm alive, to those wondering. I'm still alive. I'm still making. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no clout, but they still hating. So I'm here. <laughs> Word.
0: Yeah, I have not been making because I'm in the middle of trying to finally get my driver's license. Um, that's what was happening to into recently. Up. Uh, Little Uzi has a fucking diamond in his forehead
1: (laughs) (laughs) you you know wait who was it somebody else is like yeah I did this shit first and he had like the, the teardrop teardrop on his face yeah apparently
0: like he has to get that shit taken out or it might kill him that's what twitter is telling me that's
1: gnarly I don't know if that's true but they, that's gnarly. Look, this is the that's not gnarly if that's true, though. This is the image oh. that he, oh, yeah, he went like that. Yeah, that I didn't know it was. I didn't see that image. Yeah, Yo, not, he's yeah. going next level with it. Okay, I hope that I hope that's okay to just be like that, but just on some human history shit, right? That's wild, bro. That's wild.
0: Yeah, that's a crazy image. Uh, yeah. For those who have not seen it. But uh, today in the pot, we're joined with a printmaker, with a press owner, with a friend, with, is there a word for people that are from Arizona? Uh, you
2: Arizona? Know? I mean,
0: um, you can tell I'm us. From, what, what I'm in from
2: Florida. Phoenix. Uh, we're called Phoenicians. Phoenicians, Phoenicians. that's wild. But I'm I
1: messed with that.
0: Yeah. That has a nice texture to it. Yeah. yeah. Phoenicians. Xavier, introduce our friend. Give us, give us that that amps. Give us that amped Xavier intro. Uh.
1: All right. <laughs> straight <laughs>
0: Look, the spotlight was too bright.
1: Yeah, it was. It hit me right in the mic. but we still going to do something? Straight out of Arizona. Still getting hot. Off the pot. Melissa, how are you? That was a little bit of a compact version. Just to keep it, you know, delightful. How are you, though? Hi. I know you've had a, a string of a lot of crazy news, bad news, good news.
2: Yeah, I, I think to encapsulate, like, how I am, it's like, I'm making it through and trying to put the most positive spin I can on it, Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, de- I'm like, definitely, like, keeping busy, though, so I would definitely say, like, I'm good, you know, like, I just got off work, I got $6 in cash tips, it's good, you know, um, and I, I got, you know, some stuff, Coming up this weekend, actually, in terms of like my career. So go it's good. It's good. Go it's good.
0: Wait, for the sake of career, let me give you that high class bourgeoisie intro.
2: Yes, please.
0: Melly Naba, born 1998, is a Phoenix based printmaker and publisher that graduated from the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. She is a first generation Mexican American. And a native sub, no, it's South. Oh, fuck. I fucked up. It's okay. A native American Southwest. Wait, what do you mean? I'm
2: native to the Southwest. You guys say she is native to the Southwest.
0: Look, I'm trying to get the proper flow because, you know, people like be really specific about how you determine where they're from. Like, me and Xavier are from a place where, like, if you mess up the certain labeling status of people, like, it's on. But, anyways, Melinava in the Builder. Um, what do you, um, we usually do like a little update section. Um, as far as updates, the only thing that I have to really offer is that Lil Uzi had a stone in his head and I've been, everybody that I know has been going through life right now. Um,
2: He's a Leo. I need everyone to know that Lil Uzi is a Leo.
0: That makes so much sense.
2: And I'm Leo. So, like, I would not do what he did, but, like, I understand. Like, I get it.
1: No, I get it too, bruh. Like,
0: I feel like I, if you that money on something, though, you might as well, like, throw that shit on your face. Because, like, where he's going to, like, where is he going to put that at that somebody can't?
1: And that's just, like, I don't know. There's something about that that's, that's way different than having a chain, bruh. That's like, this man got a diamond in his head,
2: bro. It's because he is the crown jewel. He is. That's, like, that is what he is. He is saying, like, I don't need – he's like, I don't need the adornment. I am the adornment to any place that I am within, which I get. I totally – as a Leo, I, I – been on Rockstar
1: at this
0: point.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that shit I'm is tough. true. Like, I, I can't get past – I was already shook at the first tweet from like two weeks ago where he was like on the lowest of keys behind the scenes. I've been paying off a stone. And I was like, I was like, yo, cause me and Xavier talk all the time about how like financial brackets isn't even like a real description of how rich some of these people are like in comparison to us pedestrians, like,
2: no like literally like what what even is a class anymore like i don't even know what a class is anymore like Bruh.
1: that's crazy like i, I don't i know
0: that i know that boku no hero academia is the number one
1: selling graphic novel right now which is crazy i, I fully expected that when it first came out i was like oh this is about to be the one
0: no it makes sense i think the thing about it for me that i find really interesting is that somebody as somebody that follows like the western comic community or uh, the american northwest community like people have been like capes you know nobody cares about capes anymore comic sales are going down like and literally manga you're getting like twice the amount of content for the same price and it's selling more like and it's just it's just nuts to me i i I don't know, cause I, I still buy comics, but I had no idea that they were flunking that bad. Like one of the most highest selling graphic novels right now is the reissue of Watchmen. That came out like before we were born. Yeah, how about you Zay, Melly? You guys see anything interesting out in the world? Oh, go read the paper article on Terrell Davis.
2: Yes, yes
0: i um, just going to put that out there. That link will be somewhere accessible.
2: Um,
1: a lot of crazy stuff. A lot of like, why is this happening? Why, why do I have access to this information? That's a lot of what I've been thinking about recently. Like, why are people reporting that LeBron is going off on the Random chick in the like. Why is that trending? But that's too woke. That's too woke. That's too woke for the people. Sometimes you just you can't be too woke because they gonna be listening. And they gonna be like, "These niggas think they woke." I'll be like, I, "I'm just trying to talk." <laughs> but yeah. LeBron going off on courtside Karen, because she said something, and he ran her stuff. Uh, me and Reggie was already kind of going about that. I saw uh, people really been messing with uh, Regina King on the web recently. And I messed Regina King? Yeah. About? Just they're like, yeah, she's tight.
2: She directed, uh, I think, a certain episode. I forget what. Please do not quote me on that. She had, like, directed either an episode or, like, some film, and people were like, yo, she did what she needed to do, uh, which is good, too, for Regina Keene to get her flowers because very well-deserved. Very, yeah. very well-deserved.
1: Yeah. And that's... She never had hate or not like that, but... Yeah, dismissing a lot of... Yeah. So...
2: I believe in... Always giving someone celebration, even though there's no hate, gotta put that celebration up for you. Um, I'm excited for this one.
1: Oh, my bad, my bad. Oh, i
2: bet no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No,
1: I was just gonna talk about the random GameStop stuff with the oh, the Redditors in the stock market, with the like, Doge, <laughs> Dogecoin, and GMC, and whatever. What were you about to say? That's something. I
2: mean, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I, I just Yes, that was more news crap, but... Also, Melly, you can
0: tap in. You don't have to mute yourself. Like, I know that... Okay, wait, be- wait, wait, wait. Got, uh- you, got you,
2: um, I mean, I'm excited for this month in terms of music um, because one of, like, my, like, top-tier, like, musical artists is going to drop an album this month. I'm very fucking excited. Uh, Glitterer. So if anyone knows the band, Tidal Fight. Uh, Tidal Fight stands Rise Up. Uh, the lead singer Ned Russin, he has a he has a solo project and it's called Glitter and it's like more like Cynthia, like noise. Uh, I don't even know what it, I don't want really to call it rock, but no. it's, it's definitely indie. Uh, but he's coming out with Oh wait, what did I cut out? No, no, no. you're good. Uh, uh, he's coming out with an album this month and I'm very fucking excited. I pre-ordered it and everything. Uh, so any yeah, if you like noise Cynthia like alternative shit that's that's your way to go so i'm very excited that's dropping this month i'm very
0: for i hope that that plug i hope that you just get sent something for that like i i, I, I want to
2: Ned rustin you. if, if you're out there i've literally been supporting you since like 2012 i'm out here sir if you want to send me a free shirt i would love that i would love that
0: have you listened to uh sound ancestors the new madlib i haven't heard it yet
2: no, I've not heard that. Great. I,
1: haven't, I haven't been listening to music. Great. Stream lit. Stream lit. <laughs> Come Stream on, Stan. Outlet.
2: Come on, Stan. That's a Stan. Stream Doom.
0: I played Peggy for my mom today in the car Ooh. on a pizza run, and she was jamming. I just want to put that Really? One. Oh, word. Yeah, what, a, what song? Fix Yourself Up, the new single. She was like, she's like, she like, this is a groove. I was like, you yeah, was like, I was like, the diamonds? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> like,
2: <laughs>
0: But, um, yeah.
2: I'm also going to shout out Brain Story. They're like these, like, I don't know, they're like kind of oldies, but if the oldies meant like some more psychedelic, I've been listening to them a lot. I've actually been tuning into their lives where they're leaking their shit. Um, they're good too shout what, out the west coast it's what type of like,
0: psychedelic like is it more like pop rock or is it more like like what's the vibe are we uh
2: i would say like oldies like you know like 60s oldies uh chicano 60s oldies meets like psychedelic it's cool i like it a lot they're really cool
1: that sounds wild
2: you know uh, the west coast <laughs> be going crazy the west coast be going crazy
1: the
0: west coast it's so ambiguous to me. I just want to put this out on air. Melly knows me. Melly knows that I've never been over there. And I just want to say if I ever make it over to the West Coast, somebody take me on a tour. I want to figure out what's going on over there. I want to see that. I want to see some shows. Uh both musical and artistic. I'm just manifesting that. I want to see what's good over there.
2: You put it on the air, so you're on a good path. I mean, and I'm and I'm on my way over there, so you got something to say.
1: And I want to manifest that I just don't go over there for, for, yeah, it don't look healthy over there.
2: Why not? Why does it not look healthy? That's my question. I've been having
1: water droughts and stuff. I'm like,
2: I mean,
1: crazy. It looks intense over there. That's why I'm like, I need to get over there before, like. It just dies. No, literally. Before it floods. Before, there's so many things that might, you know. Yeah, there's,
2: before a, the there's a. Before the
1: earth just shatters it apart.
2: Yeah. The big one, it's called the big one.
1: Literally, the big one, right? <laughs> is that what they call it? The big one? Yeah. Yes, so,
2: on the, so, like, th- that part of Southern California is on the San Andreas fault. And that's, like, you know, basically where the tectonic plates be. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Uh, and they're saying it's-, it's basically long overdue that, like, these things are supposed to, like, and, like a huge <laughs> and, like, a huge earthquake is supposed to happen. And, like, basically, all of California is going to fall off. Basically that I, is like okay,
0: I Googled it. The fucking image that showed up is crazy. It's like I can't yeah. even I Google <laughs> the big one. Okay. Just Google okay. the big one, y'all. Okay. If yeah, you're okay. listening and you've never heard of this, Google this no, shit.
2: No, I know I'm plan so I'm planning to go out there, but I mean I don't know the logistics of this, but I hope that I have a premonition and I just come back to Phoenix before that happens. We'll see. We'll It'd see what happens. If not as like if not as like the 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 tectonic plates are shifting, I'm gonna just jump over and pray I land back oh. in my desert.
0: What if it like shoots a wave and just gives everybody over there like a power? That'd be crazy.
2: Nah, I better get a really cool power. I really hope.
0: Or what if a kaiju came out?
1: That'd be really crazy. i would like the Japanese new bruh.
2: <laughs> That's true. Then I would, but in that case, I would be very happy that I watched like *Kyo Kano Kanata*, and I would just be prepared. I'd be prepared. I've seen, I've seen enough like of those like mystical animes to be ready. Yeah, bro, literally, yes, that is like that's like what's. What like, wow, what? what? That's a wild
0: pick. And it's crazy because like all of the, there's not a single prediction on here that
1: disagrees. Like just in my stand, oh it's like it's like nah, it.
2: Yeah, they're like,
1: yeah, this is long overdue. Yeah, this is long. We don't even know why it hasn't happened already.
2: I know. And well, it's like they can't even count their days because we don't even know. Like no one knows.
0: Look, like, the images that came out in the middle of quarantine with the the fucking sky. Like I know that it's like unkept talking about that because people were really out there struggling, but when the fires were happening and the sky was just red. Yeah, And the Northern Water Tribe was not doing what they needed to do. That shit was looking crazy.
2: Not the Northern Water Tribe.
0: (laughs) But enough of that. What updates do you have going on before we get into um, our conversation about you, your practice, and the things you got going on? Anything you want to plug at the beginning for those who
2: want
0: to skip or not watch? or listen?
2: Oh, don't worry about it. I'm making everybody I know listen to the full thing. Uh, (laughs) But for sure, like this weekend, um, I'm a part of Print Expo Austin uh, 2021. Uh, It's just like a big, like, obviously it's usually in person, but you know, we know what's going on. So um, right now, where it's basically gonna be like an online exhibition and like conferences um regarding printmaking um and print artists um print processes so if anyone's a print nerd out there, log on uh print Austin print Expo Google that um it's re- it'll be really sick um February sixth you can buy some of my work if you're down uh help me help uh feed me help pay some of my bills uh. But yeah, it, it'll be really cool. A lot of great artists um, are out there. Also, I just actually got the catalog today in the mail um, for it. It's really cool. Um,
0: that looks dope.
2: But yeah, no, everyone, check it out. Check it out. Your girl's in some print here for this catalog. Um, that and my press, Navaja Press, is collaborating with uh, New York, uh, with a New York group uh, called Mobile Print Power, another print collective. Um, we're working on like a mutual aid postcard project. Um, so if you check out either like Navaja Press on Instagram or mobile print power on Instagram, um, we got some postcards for sale that we hand printed um, to benefit some mutual aid networks, both in New York and Phoenix. So check Do you
0: out. want to talk about um, one, kind of like what is Navaja Press? What is you know, mm-hmm. where you guys are coming from? And then if you feel comfortable, I don't know how much you can share about that project. Do you want to talk about, you know, what is mobile print power and what are you doing with that project?
2: Yeah, for sure, I got you. Uh, So I can like basically just kind of sum up like Navaja's mission statement. Um, So Navaja Press is uh, basically my brain baby uh, that is being helped, uh, being facilitated by my two best friends um, here in Phoenix, Arizona. and it's we basically are a printmaking and publishing collective um so we kind of do both like the printing and you know like uh, more like you know bookworks um and our biggest i guess like thing is storytelling um as you know like three Mexican American women from Phoenix the southwest where uh our culture is so prevalent and so visible to us um and our cultures and our heritage it's it's basically everywhere um, visibly. And given that we kind of were like, oh, like we would love to kind of like have a platform for us to like tell these stories, uh, to give them a platform to give them space um, and to really kind of like pay homage to like our cultures, um, like many other cultures. Um, the Latinx, like, history of, like, oral history and, like, passing down knowledge and history and family rituals through the voice, through the family, through connection. Uh, Just because, I mean, as we know, a lot of brown and black people's history is not written, you know, is erased out of, you know, the archive, and it's not something that's, like, very tangible, again, for a reason. So we kind of, like, we're, like, we want to make it tangible. We want to, like, write it down. We want to, like, give it say <laughs> uh, give it some materiality, I guess um, our like kind of like our tagline is like uh, we want to bring visual anthologies to the forefront um and kind of just like that's really our message um, and then the mobile well, print power they kind of work on like a similar platform um they're really into like community work in New York, um, based out of like Queens, usually like in the Corona com- Corona neighborhood. I'm not too familiar with New York, but if anyone's familiar with New York, you got it. Um, so they, they do a lot of like uh, print workshops with like these communities in New York, um, which are, you know, highly black and, uh, black and brown populated and kind of sh- even like before Corona, right? Like, going to these communities showing them how to screen print working with them on designs for screen printing but now it's kind of been more like virtual workshops and like you know like discussing and like having drawing sessions like over zoom whatever um so both of us you know being like across the country um given the pandemic um we were like damn like a lot of our community spaces um are kind of like limited now because obviously like isolation quarantine this that and third but We were like, but it's kind of cool because we can collaborate, even though we're so remote from each other, we can, you know, collaborate here on this digital space, um, which we've been doing. We've been doing a lot of, like, drawing workshops and, like, just kind of, like, workshops discussing, like, the project. Um, And we kind of just came to, like, the common ground of, like, mutual aid and, like, wanting to uplift a community. Um, So we started making these postcards. And the question surrounding these postcards is, like, um, how do we propagate community? um in like you know locally internationally nationally um and kind of just thinking about that question and kind of yeah that that's like we were just talking together um with about our platforms our messages our intentions and then uh basically we just worked on these and they're ready for sale now and again so it's kind of also like a residency program we have like some other artists in there like uh Simone Satchel from New York William Camargo from Anaheim um shout out the homie uh so it's 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 kind of really just like a lot of different ends coming in bringing in whatever we have to do to like well one raise some funds for mutual aid projects and also just kind of like keep up this collaborative like Project residency going because that's I think at the end, at the end of the day that's what we both want to do. We really want to like expand our networks, expand our communities, and really just kind of like have that really like good intention in t- in terms of like how we work and who we work with.
1: And would you say that's something that um, was always a part of your work, and kind of just manifest into the larger thing, or out of that even?
2: Yeah, I think for me since day one, a really big thing about my work has been the act of storytelling. But it's not even necessarily like, oh, I'm telling my story, because I've always seen as my story is not just my own. I, I've come to where I I am today because of my family, because of my father, my, my father's father, his and then his father. So I, I see as everything kind of like a collective narrative. So this really does reflect, I think, like, our intention of just like wanting to really kind of just like put a voice to a community or a, a collective experience um something that like you know isn't really necessarily like <laughs> that isn't uh give away something that isn't you know like in the artistic canon in the in the mainstream I guess I don't I kind of hate that word but in the mainstream uh, but yeah I, it definitely reflects like the, int- the intention that I've always had of like community and like kind of just like associating oneself with like, again, one's history and like larger larger narrative behind one person.
1: Word.
0: That's awesome that you're working with somebody on the completely different coast than you. I think that's, I mean, COVID is really gnarly and I don't, it's, it sucks that this always comes up on the uh, on the show about, I guess, the ways as to which it's, like, made its way into our lives. But it's kind of tight that, I mean, people were already on the internet. People, I mean, we are the internet, but, like, people
1: really on the internet now. Yeah, like, TikTok has taken over.
2: <laughs> TikTok scares me, bro. TikTok scares me.
0: I still know nothing about it. I haven't seen the application actually yet. Like I've only ever seen the. My real- mom sends me TikToks, of what? Of just
1: funny stuff. True.
2: I'm like, like I watch TikToks through the filtered Twitter. Like if it's be
1: funny, funny. I put the quotes around it.
2: <laughs> I feel like if a TikTok's funny enough, it'll make it to Twitter, and that's good enough for me. I feel like if I ever downloaded the app, like that's it for me. I feel like there's no <laughs> going back. like there's no going back after you download it, and I I do not want to do that. I do not want to do that.
1: Well, it yeah, used I'm to be Musical.ly. It. I don't know if y'all remember that. And then TikTok. I but I also Musical.ly
2: never got that. I also never got that.
0: Wait. What, what's Musical.ly?
1: That was the... One of the first versions, I guess you could say. Is it no. like That's another Vine? <laughs> no, the- it was basically
0: TikTok, but it just was called Musical.ly. Where, is TikTok and Vine like the same thing? No. Uh,
2: what I what I like to what I my analogy for TikTok and Vine right is like the creators of TikTok I feel like were like Doctor Frankenstein and they were trying to like recreate like Vine but then it became its own thing it got out of control and now no one can <laughs> like it's like it's like really what to me that that's what I like think right yeah, like
1: there's just everything on there now. Like literally I mean, like,
0: everything. I know the anime community is really in the TikTok. Like I see a bunch of uh Jujutsu kaizen voice yeah. members, me TikTok too. posted on my Instagram Explore page. But um but yeah. So I know that and I hope Xavier doesn't mind me like budding in real quick, but I know uh-huh. that uh you're in a transitional period right now between moving from super formula it, Ooh, super formulaic that's right. super formulaic institutional backing fancy studio you know what i'm saying moving into house making and i was hoping that you could speak to that a little bit for our listeners because we know everybody's in a work transitional period. as far as like makers like how has that been working for you uh ironing out the kinks working from home
2: yeah it's been a fucking journey like i can't even like stress that enough I think like making a home studio takes a lot of like adjusting and a lot of like figuring out like like on the go like on the go as you're printing even like you're like oh this doesn't work this does I need to do this next time um which I mean is a part of the process in general like even in a even like in an institutional studio but I think definitely more so here um like at home like basically what I'm gonna say right is like you kind of just like need to do it in a way of like take that first step like I I think it was like I hate to talk about COVID so much but like damn you know it really is a part of
1: it's real yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, like I think it was like
1: it haven't been like directly affected physically is
2: yeah like in
1: exactly. the external world too
2: I think it was like two weeks into quarantine and I had just left Chicago. I had come back to Arizona and like, I was like, okay, Arizona's not in lockdown yet. I need to do what I need to do. I made a list of things and I like took myself to home Depot, wherever the art supply store. I like put it on my credit card. And I said, all right, time to make it work. Um, And I think like with print, it's a little, how do I say this? It's like, Not straightforward, but I think there's definitely, like, a formula in terms of, like, you need this material, you need this item, you need this process. So it's a little bit more, like, laid out for you, like, what you need and, like, kind of, like, what process you need to follow to, like, have a home studio. But it definitely is, like, it's a challenge when you're so used to having that, like, institutional studio, when you're used to having a press, when you're used to having, like, every ink color you want um out there for you um it definitely puts you in a mindset of like okay what is it that I definitely need like bare bones like what is it do I need and like how can I kind of maybe like work around like the edges of the other stuff so like again like I'm a stone litho person I obviously cannot do that here in my home studio because I don't have stones I don't have nitric acid you know (laughs) So, it really just makes me think, like, okay, like, how do I just, like, adjust to kind of, like, mimicking that or, like, kind of, like, working towards that? Like, I think what I've been doing a lot right now is, like, I've been doing a lot of, like, drawing and, like, relief and, like, thinking about it as a way, like, oh, this is my stepping stone as to, like, when I do get, get back into whatever studio, I'll have this as, like, a template ready to transform that into whatever. So... So I feel like a lot of right now is, like, transitioning, planning for, I don't want to say real work, because it's, I'm not, it's like I'm not making real work right now, but it's, like, for what I really am aspiring to make, it's, like, I'm taking this time to kind of, like, make, like, test versions, or, like, kind of, like, mock-ups, or, like.
1: Has that sped up or slowed down your workflow?
2: Oh, slow. I feel like slow down for sure, because I'm definitely the type of person that's like, if I have an idea, I'm just because it's like, I, I want to get out of my system. Um, but also now just kind of like having like my studio next to my bed. <laughs> it's, it's definitely kind of like a moment where it's like your workspace is always staring at you and it's always kind of like a little threatening. Um, and you're kind of like, oh, maybe let me. I'm not going to make something today uh just because there's always that like presence of it and you're kind of just like dang like it's right there and I could be making something right now and it's just like I don't know it's like it's like a intimidation I guess with my own workspace I can like show you um because it's like you know I have like my 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 screen printing little corner there where I do relief as well my inks and stuff my desk and like my shelves and my aprons and stuff and you know here's my bed and here's my couch and stuff so it's called again is this kind of like like oh pressure to make something but then feeling so much pressure you're like oh I, I can't do anything but you know it comes and it goes um in the like in the summer and like the early quarantine I was making a lot I was making a lot I was drawing I was printing you know but I think now I'm kind of just like in a state where I'm like oh I don't know what I'm doing and I I, I need to like recuperate but also while staring at my desk it's like oh shoot I need to be making something but you know working that working that out on the daily working
1: that out on the daily i can relate to those feelings i definitely relate to those feelings yeah, yeah. it's a daily thing but it's something you look you're probably gonna look back to be like oh yeah i definitely did know what i was doing because look at all this shit i made like obviously that's what it, yeah. it comes yeah. to be
2: is that like i'm in the mindset now because it's like I, yeah I'm, this yeah. is where you at
1: though no. Still real.
2: Precisely, yeah. But, you know, again, every day, different thing. Every di- different, different thing to do every day. Like, different thoughts to go through. Yeah.
0: Do you have any tips for people that are, like, trying to tap into printing at home and don't necessarily have even the larger studio context to, like, bring into the home space? Like, are there ways that they can tap in easily?
2: Yes. Now, that's my favorite question. Mainly because I think print is way more accessible than some people think. And also it just really is most accessible in my humble opinion, uh, well, debatable, but anyway. So I think that everyone who kind of like really does want to tap into printing at home, relief printing is 100% your best friend. That is going to be your best friend because you can really do it like for the cheap, like, if you buy a piece of linoleum, a piece of plywood, I once bought a piece of plywood at Home Depot for like five, eight dollars. And it was like pretty big. <laughs> um, and you just kinda can find these tools on I don't want to say Amazon, but Amazon. Uh, or like, you know, like even your local art supply store will carry will carry carving tools. We'll carry carving tools, like five like, dollars, like that
1: if they haven't closed down
2: if they, if they haven't closed out look i will not lie to y'all i live in a republican state so <laughs> things are open yeah, things yeah. are open where i'm at because of the government at, in my state um <laughs> but that's a different conversation uh but yeah you can like just like buy any like piece of linoleum piece of wood on the cheap and then get some, you know like some carving tools and really after that the world's your oyster oh i guess some ink too um the world's your oyster really like you you can do something really simple like even carve out some letters you know like some shapes and like what I love about print right I mean roll relief in general is like you have your stencil you roll it up with some ink and you don't even need a press you don't even a brayer like if if you have like a strong enough arm and a rolling pin which I know everybody's mom has a rolling pin and you, like, roll that over the paper. Like, you have your stencil. You put the paper on top. And you put a rolling pin. You can make prints. You got it. Like, you can do it. Um, you just need, a, like, a table. You need a table and, like, somewhere to roll your ink. Um, but I guess, like, some tips is, like, just, like, work with whatever space you got, I think, really. Just, like, if – because, honestly, like, point. I print – I print on a on – a, I don't know if that's an eight foot table or a six foot table point is I that's what I print on though you know it's like a foldable six foot eight foot table and I make it work you know like it's not what I'm used to in the studio but if you kind of have that knowledge of like okay I just need these basic things I can do it and yeah really like linoleum wood ink carving tools um And yeah, just like, you know, some ink and like something to spread it. It's called a brayer Um, and just a strong enough arm, really strong enough arm. Or even like something that I think people forget is print print media printmaking is rubbings. Like if you really kind of just like have a stencil of paper or even like some leaves, if we want to bring it back to kindergarten Um, and just start doing some rubbings, even that's printmaking. Um, I think people just really need to think like this could work as a stencil. And I'm, gonna make, and I'm gonna make it work. Can
1: you talk I'm about
2: actually, what oh, you think?
1: Oh no, no, no I'm sorry.
2: Right. Well, I'm thinking also of uh, starting a Patreon soon, where I can like do some baby relief classes. Hey. So. That might be on the on the lookout. So you
0: should definitely do that. Um, me and, and exactly for telling people to start Patreons, like, and add people to bug. Cause you, I mean, you should do it. I mean, you're already
1: doing demos. You got a lot of content.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I, and I do really do enjoy like sharing this knowledge with people because, like, I think print the print community in general is a very like collaborative group. And, like, if you're in the print, and I both of you have taken classes in the print department and like in SSE, and it's like if someone sees you struggling or if someone like sees you like printing and like they will help you if they like ooh you know what you could do you could do this or let me help you with your with your inking let me help you with you know so it's a very like let me help you department it's like a very like let's let's be better together like there's that energy of like really wanting everyone to kind of like have this shared knowledge shared help you know like a really again strong community all comes down to that right um, mm-hmm. so again like i do enjoy like showing people how to do this so i think a patreon kind of helping people like do that and while also being able to sustain myself, <laughs> would be great.
1: Now, is that like your primary love, like as far as art? Are you just like, yo, print is it? But I, I, I know everybody attaches everything in a way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But what is that like? It or is there like, maybe drawing is competing with that as an interest? Can you talk about that?
2: Yeah, I think my the love of my life is printmaking the love of my life is printmaking uh just because I feel so at home with it um but I won't lie the way I got the way I do print is very based on like il- illustrate illustrative tendencies like I love to draw I love to draw you know sketchbook on sketchbook on sketchbook um like sometimes I like to call myself a dress woman uh you know, um, so I do come from that background of, like, drawing and illustration, um, and, like, kind of, like, that rendering, but at the end of the day, everything I want to make would be translated into a print, and I just, I'm just so fascinated with print in every aspect of, like, the word, the process, because it's, I'm, again, I'm just so fascinated with it, because it's, like, one, it's, like, you could make 50 plus of an image why wouldn't you why wouldn't you get the bang for your buck you know it's like you can make one you can make one drawing or you can make 50 you know and again I I know there's like the conversation yeah, yeah. about oh, like value whatever but I but respect I,
1: that take I respect that take
2: yeah and I, I love that because it's like I could give it to you but I could also give it to three other people and I could share that like that love, I could share that image, I could share that sentiment, you know, with more than just one person. And I love that. Um, also, just even the historical implications, like, uh, again, I'm Mexican-American, um, but, and you know, both my parents are from Mexico, where there's a really strong print community. Like in the 1930s, uh, there was this group called Taller Graf Popular de Mexico. And it was basically this group of like artists in Mexico who were like, you know, using print to give it to the people, you know, like, using it not only just as a tool of revolution, you know, for like, and social consciousness of like, oh, like here's some posters regarding, you know, like socialism or the mess of things about this country, but would also like produce like, you know, like four by six little portfolios of lithographs to give to people, you know? And like, kind of just like trying to make artwork and like these narratives of people, because usually, because their imagery had to do a lot with like, you know, like the people, the Mexican people um and kind of like making that accessible and like sharing it with people and like I just I love that I I do believe that that's like something that's so important to my work because again like my work draws from my history my family's history you know like um our archives the archives that we produced you know like as a family as you know like a people that immigrated to this country like so it's just so in tune to like what I value, so I just that's why it, it's so it's so at, I feel so at home with it. I, I respond so naturally. That and I'm a perfectionist, and with printmaking, you got to do steps. You got to do a process. You got to follow this. You got to do this before you do this. You know, there there's steps, and I as someone who loves structure, who's a perfectionist, I love that. I love following. I love following steps. I love having stages to go through. It just helps my mind process.
1: So. so another question I hope Reggie don't mind if I stack but I wanted to know if uh so is that like just your overall headspace right now is that just pretty much everything that's coming out of you is sort of in that lane or do you maybe have like you're doodling some random stuff like or maybe it's are you just purely like okay like this is my mode right now. I'm tapped into this. Like, I'm not on that stupid cartoon shit. Like No, like, don't even say that. Of, no, just on the working mode. Like, no disrespect to the cartoons, of course, but, like, just, like, where are you? Artist mode-wise, that's, that's sort of what I'm asking.
2: Because I, I know, art, like,
1: yeah. you, you you like to keep it humble, and keep it clear, but you still, I see the, the fire of, like, nah, I'm still a, draftsman okay a draftswoman like in this shows this shows i've seen some of your work like yeah yeah you got some you got some gas here and there i respect it
2: yeah thank you uh yeah i think definitely like it's hard for me not to be in work mode it's hard for me not to be in work mode uh just because that's the type of person that i am um but yeah i think definitely like right now I just kind of want to start everything that I make with some intention you know like with an intention for it to not necessarily be a finished work but for it to be like a meaningful piece of work you know whether or not that's finished whether it's not it's like a, a big piece you know a, you know super like well thought out piece I would just I want it to be intentional and I want it to be like you know coming from a real place um but I mean I will not even hold you I be doodling I do and I but I mean I think and even Reggie has seen these like I for a minute there I really thought I was gonna make some comics about like some 12 year old boy in the desert you know but but even there that like that narrative of like oh this young boy in the desert you know like that's still kind of translating to the imagery I'm working with anyway (laughs) so but hey no look I also again like I am a fan of anime, I'm a fan of manga, you know, like, I love all this graphic novels and stuff, so it's, like, I'm pulling from a lot of things, and, like, I do enjoy doodling, I love this stuff, Um, but I think it it just helps me in my work mode, it helps me, like, tackle my work mode in whatever way I need to, so. It's also just hard to, like, not be in work mode, because, like, (laughs) I have so many projects going on, so it's, like, Ah, I gotta get, I got everything done. I gotta, like, do this. I gotta
1: do this. To just to manage it all. What is, yeah. like, the,
0: uh, I guess just speaking about your relationship to the medium, what is, like, interwoven in the process for you that is personal? Like, if you don't mind sharing that, like, I know that you are southwest down, but, like, I guess even if it's, like, other artists that you enjoy, if it's academic references, if it's cultural references, if it's like poetics, like what is like interwoven that the viewers aren't seeing from just the images that you're like.
2: Word, word, yeah. So I love, I really do love this about my process. Um, it's, I think it's very uh, reflective of the practice as a whole, and I think might might even be like a better artist statement than anything I could ever write uh every piece that i make has a conversation with my parents or a relative attached to it obviously the viewer doesn't see it obviously the the viewer doesn't hear it but it's very much a part of the work so like whether it be like a conversation for all archival purposes like when was this photo taken uh where did this story that you're telling me happen um because a lot of, like, you know, the imagery I draw from comes from, like, my family's personal archives of photographs and, like, documentation, um, whether that be, like, documents, passports, you know, whatever. Um, It all is, comes back to, like, me having that conversation with my father, my mother, you know, my uncles, whoever that may be, whoever it is in that point of that picture, that document, whatever, Um, and basically just me inquiring them, like, who was there when did this happen what happened after what happened before what led to this or where was this photo taken um and it's like really that moment of like discovery and like researching and kind of just like learning about like my family's like existence here in this country or even you know in Mexico um and I really think that gives uh the work a a layer to it again it's not a visible one but Yeah. So every, every piece of work I make, give or take 80, 90% of the work I make, uh, stems from a conversation that I have with my family. And that's really, it's really important to me. Cause again, like at the end of the day, this is who I'm, these are the stories I'm uplifting. These are the stories I'm you know putting on the platform. So.
1: Would you say you're more of a journalist or anthropologist if you had to put those two in a weird, it's kind of weird, but when yeah. it comes to that specifically, which you were just talking about.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, like in your process yeah, of- yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I would say an anthologist, especially because that's like in the mission statement of my, of my press, uh, we say like, we wanna bring visual anthologies into the forefront. Um, and it, it basically that's, you know, my practice is compiling narratives, compare, compiling these stories you know and like kind of like delivering it um individual i don't know wow i cannot think of that word or like you know in a book form narrative form um so i would definitely say that um i guess another word i don't know it's again these words are also like very like oof um like auto ethnographer um that's another word like you know i don't know if anyone's familiar with ethnography but it's kind of like anthology but a little bit more cultural um So I would, yeah, I would definitely see it as as that way, yeah.
0: Now, when you're, like, I guess, having these conversations with your family or even just, like, your besties that you're working with inside of the press, like, does that stuff, like, make its way into the documentation of the work or is that a veil that you keep for intimate conversations?
2: Mm, I would say that's definitely, like, something – that's more veiled um not that I'm against it being out there I just think that's just like been what ha- has happened um I I'm not again like I would like for them probably to be more public I'm just I guess trying to find the best way for that to be translated because I, again I want everything I, I I do to be done with like intention and I I want to find a way for that to be done with intention um so I, I don't, I'm not too sure how that's going to play out yet, but yeah, it's been a little bit more intimate, I guess, just because again, like these are conversations with my family members, you know, so it's like, it already has that weight of like emotional, nostalgic, emo- you know, like ties, so.
0: And you're like, I guess, comfortable at this point sharing that much of your personal life, viewers, or for you, it's just like, I guess a casualty in the process?
2: I think I am pretty comfortable with it. Uh, as someone who is, I guess, very, like, I'm I'm a people person, I would, I would like to say, like, you know, like, I, I love to talk to people, I love having conversations with people, so I think, like, if I'm able to, like, form, like, a connection with you, or an establishment, with, like, establish, like, some form of, like, relationship with you in regards to my work, so you can, like, truly see it a little bit I don't want to say better, but you see with maybe some more clarity, like, yeah, I'm down to do that. I'd love to do that. Also, just because it's, like, telling these stories, I think, like, I give more visibility to, like, the people it's about, the histories that it's regarding, and that's what it, for me, again, that's what it is about, you know, it's like, I want to uplift these stories, I want to uplift these people, because I believe that they deserve it. So.
1: I'm kind of thinking about how people may like internalize these images without that context? Is there ever, is are there any like conversations or interactions where you're like talking to someone and someone maybe they talk to you or like they're reminding you of this, maybe it's completely off or maybe it was something deeply personal and nothing to do with your shit, but they like projected like, is there any with your most recent stuff?
2: yeah, actually. Um uh, that actually happens like quite a few times. Like I uh had like um a solo show in Chicago like more than almost a year ago. No wait, more than a year ago. Oh my goodness, more than a year ago. Wow, time. Um and I remember that, Yeah, I remember that opening, like people were coming up to me and were like, yo. This reminded me of when I had to take my dad's boots off. This is reminding me of like that time, me and my tío and my yeah, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. And it, it's kind of heartwarming, you know, it, it is it not even kind of, it just is heartwarming. Cause you know, it's like, I'm like, I have produced something that is now like having this complete stranger come up to me and open up and kind of like want to share their instance with this, their own narrative. And I think that's like really beautiful. I think that's, like, something that's, like, kind of, like, one of my, one of my favorite moments, I guess, maybe even of, like, the process is, like, wow, like, you felt so strongly that you want to, like, share this with me, like, I think that's, like, a very human and a very, like, intimate thing that these images are able to do, and, like, I love that, like, I think that's so true, and also, like, I love hearing stories about somebody's Theo or Dia. like, I think they can be hilarious <laughs> sometimes. Um, and I think also it's, like, it's that moment of, like, this person being, like, oh, I see you, like, I see you, like, I recognize that, and, like, I want to let you know, like, I felt that, and it's, again, it's, like, this collective experience, you know, like, again, being from the Southwest, you know, like, Phoenix, Arizona, like, there's, again, like, we are, like, we are in deep, Mexican-Americans are in deep, Um, and kind of just, like, being able to kind of, like, have that, like, moment with each other it's like oh i i feel you it, it's it's nice it feels nice what can i say what can i say
0: who are you uh looking at like mm. other for mm. other people that yeah.
2: Okay. yeah i'm just by nature like i am a nostalgic person i'm a very nostalgic person just by nature so again yeah. like taller grafica popular de mexico they are one of my like just biggest go-to's um, this prayermaking collective from the 1930s in Mexico, like, their work astounds me all the time. Like, that's really, like, what I aspire to, like, be. Um, and just, like, the way they went about things, like, I, their work is amazing. So, I'm always bringing myself to them. Um, but I guess more contemporarily, like, uh, Guadalupe Rosales, um, Veteranas and Rucas um, on Instagram, like, it's kind of it's the same intention you know like this archive of like brown people like you know living archiving their own experience being the authors of their narrative um through like photos um strictly through photos and it's like I I I really resonate with that so I'm looking at so I love her um also press wise uh homie house press uh press press out of Baltimore um and kind of just like these presses that are really, like, working, like, collaboratively with people, and, like, kind of just, like, like, I know Press Press, like, they did this program at, uh, Chicago Book Fair, like, two years ago, uh, two or three years ago, where they were, like, kind of, like, had a workshop with all these people. It's, like, how do we define sanctuary? How would you define sanctuary? It's, like, this group workshop, and then they transform that into a publication, kind of, like, drawing from that, and then, like, put that into whatever publication that they made, and, like, I thought that's, that's just so dope to me, like, this like collaborative um, process. So um, those are like my mainstays. Um, also, shout, again, shout out to Homie House Press and Press Press. Those are really good friends I have. Um, Admire the work a lot. So.
0: Right. Zay, you want to get in another question before we take our break?
1: Oh well, certainly. Um, I wanted to know what is it like for a young printmaker just trying to find a place to print, like I say, I'm in. I've been at home. I've been doing some relief stuff. I'm like, yo, I'm listening to this, and I've actually been doing all those things. Yeah, for the last seven months they've been going hard on the home printing stage. What are you to yeah. them? Like, who, is there a place where they can say present their work and maybe get an opportunity or something?
2: Yeah, so. I won't even lie to you some cities have it better than others so like you know like in some cities um they're gonna have print co-ops you can get studio time you know like in chicago there's sputnik um in la there's the print shop la Um, so again, it really just depends, you know, where you're at, you know, like, um, if you have like a printing, like, you know, group co-op and you can like, kind of go in there and get some studio time. I know some people offer classes like Spudnik does. So I would really like, if you, if you have that space and you have the opportunity to get to a space like that, I would 100% take that. Um, because there's also people there in the studio that can kind of like help figure stuff out versus you trying to just, you know, if you're doing it at home, you have to figure it out kind of all by yourself. Um, unless, you know, like you have a friend who like is knowledgeable, Um, so I would definitely, if you have that chance, do it like 100% do it. Um, but if not, you know, like, and you get the home studio going up, I won't even lie to you. YouTube is your best friend. Um, YouTube, Reddit threads, honestly. (laughs) Um,
1: is there any like like forms or we, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, our printmaking, uh, like, my my boss uh, at the SIC Print Shop, Danny, used to be on those forums. He used to be on those Reddit threads, you know? And, like, if someone who's had this so much experience, it's still these Reddit threads, you know, because someone's always going to know something that you don't. And something's, someone's always going to be sharing a new way to do something. So, I would definitely hop on, on that. In terms of, like, platforms or, like, you know, where to showcase, like, um, print fairs really are, like, a good place to go like again I mean right now this weekend I'm going to be in print expo Austin like um there's another one called SGIC international that happens kind of like different locations um but they're also really open and friendly you know to like student work you know like people who are in school you know or like people that are starting out um and they have, like, open calls, you know, that you can apply to, like, Vend. Um, they also even have, like, some – like, a lot of these print fairs will have opportunities, you know, for you to, like, as, like, a young printmaker where it's, like, oh, be a part of the portfolio or, you know, like, be a part of our print trade. And, you know, like, you can get into that pretty low stakes, you know. Like, you don't have to be super established. You kind of just have to, like, maybe be willing to drop that, like, deposit fee of, like, $25. But, hey, that's $25. So, yeah, print you fairs. Again, as like,
1: uh skill like bar i guess is there like a you should probably be this good before you even try yeah, i mean or is it like yeah give us your money and then we'll tell you if you're good or bad
2: <laughs> uh like i think it's mm, trying to think that's why i say this um it's pretty like open i'd say it really is like they're not gonna steal your money you know like like they are pretty open about like what who they take in and accept um like again like oh another i guess another place to you know if you're young premaker maker publisher whatever like book fairs your local book fair like you know like i was i had just started my press like literally like i had just started my press we haven't even really published anything we applied to la la zine fest We got in you know we were we had really nothing to like a lot to show we didn't have a lot of structure we didn't have like any past events we were at this is gonna be our debut but we got in you know and like with open arms too they're very welcoming and like very supportive of like you know like us being like a new press so it's like just have that faith you know just have that faith and like just be willing to like really like do the work you know like be willing to like learn and be willing to like be present and like show the work that you're making you know like it's really where it is um but yeah our uh art book fairs and like zine fest also super great way to like kick off like you know like getting your stuff out there or even just like forming a community like a lot of the like the pu- the presses and like the publishers that i'm friends with i made them at these fairs you know like press press um homie house press este in la like it's because you go to these places again it's harder now because of you know what yeah, um,
1: yeah. the pandora box.
2: the uh the panoramic um it's it's uh these places it's like okay this is the this is already a niche community you know and it's all here so let's tap in and like you know like you can really find your people you can really find people who are like oh like let me help you out with that or like oh i like oh it's like i see we're pulling from the same place or it's like i see that you know there's these similar narratives in our works like let's let's talk so yeah right
0: that's lovely we gonna be right back with Melonaba. Shout out to the free world. Um, we're back. Um, yeah, talking about Lil Uzi's $24 million natural pink diamond. Um, what do you think about all of the rich pedestrians moving the space? You've been seeing that shit. Hmm.
2: Rich pedestrians?
0: No, wait. Jeff Bezos is definitely not a pedestrian. What do you think about the rich whites going to space? I think that shit is so gnarly. I'm like, what? Is, I'm like, this shit. We're dealing with global warming, and Elon Musk, and the rest of the electric car wielders are preparing themselves for galactic warfare.
2: You know I'm a very for the people as person, right? Uh, I think the people need to seize their means, bro. I think the people need to – we need to rise up, take their resources, and be like, unless you're sharing, you can't have this either. Unless you're sharing, you cannot have this. But, I mean, we knew that. I mean, we knew that the rich were going to go there first. But all I'm going to say is if we as a people rise up, we can take their spaceships. That we need more than them. There, I said it Mm -mm. you know I'm a very for the people person so
0: (laughs) what a crazy time to live in yeah freaky we got Neuralink (laughs) we have multiple confirmed alien sightings Uh, the
1: alien stuff is really this
0: so Melly, I don't know if you're like, I guess, into that pocket of esoteric information, but me and Xavier, we watch a lot of um, alien documentaries together, and we recently just watched one. Oh God! About this landing. It wasn't about this, but this is what stuck with me. There was this landing in Zimbabwe.
2: You, I feel like we had talked about this before. Um, is it like the long-haired blonde aliens?
0: No, the blonde aliens is a, a completely different pocket of yeah. anxiety because that's just why. <laughs> but
2: wrong aliens, my bad.
0: No, these are telekinetic. Stop using technology, yeah. aliens.
1: Greys. Yeah. They, oh, they were greys.
0: That makes sense.
1: Well, they, the kids describe them as like same features
0: as the greys. Are you the gazing? Melly, like professional gazing?
2: Professional gazing? Why do you
0: do that? Because do do that? I think that shit is crazy. Like like I I'm just going to say like I'm I i do not even want to go into it, but Melly, when we get off um, <laughs> this episode, I just want you to look up professional gazing. And just professional like it's Let me know what you think just hit me up, like, tomorrow or something. Just let me know what you think about it.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to give the people Grandma. an update I'm a- next time. I-
2: I'm a- All right. I'm going to back to you on that. I, As with anything that you tell me to look up, I'm going to brace myself.
1: <laughs> it's really, like... Anytime you,
2: tell me, anytime you tell me, like, yo, look this up and then get back to me. I already know it's going to be crazy. I already know. <laughs> I know.
1: It's really next level. So it's, it's really early.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess I wanted to spend the second half of our time here kind of just discussing, like, not just you as a maker, but like you as a person. Like, what have you been up to? How have you been keeping sane in these times? Like, what have you been doing um, aside from the print stuff? that can give people insight into how they can manage their lives better? Like.
2: bet, yeah, bet. Yeah. Um, you know, I have really gotten into the coffee game, bro. Like, I have always been a beverage, um, I don't wanna say connoisseur cause I don't think I've actually been a connoisseur until now. Um, I love beverages, bro. Like I was telling y'all before, like when we started this, I was like, I love cool drinks, I love coffee. But I mean I work as a I work as like a barista now. Um, but even but before that I was drinking coffee like a lot. But I don't know. I just I literally started like started a quarantine. I like got a coffee subscription. I like, you know, started like learning about beans. Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. You got a coffee subscription?
2: There's subscriptions for everything now, let me tell you. I mean, did I get the subscription and then cancel it? Yes, yes I did. Wait, but what does that mean? What does that mean? Are you getting coffee delivered to you? Yeah, so drinktrade.com if y'all are listening. I'm plugging y'all right now, so send me some coffee. Uh, So drinktrade.com you like take a quiz and they're like oh, like how do you like your coffee? They do not hit you with the quiz. Yes, they do. It is literally like a coffee personality quiz and then they like send you like a coffee that they're like, oh, you're gonna like this one. Um, And then like if you keep the subscription, if you're not, you know, struggling in the financial department like me, uh, like, if you kept the subscription, they would, like, keep it going, like, oh, you tried this, so we think you should try this next, you know, so I did, I was putting people onto that for a hot second, because that was a really good time for me, like, I got some coffee that, like, you know, Uh, so I got into, like, learning about, like, coffee types, and, like, I, like, bought a Chemex, I bought a Chemex to, like, do my little pour overs, um, I got an espresso machine, uh, so, like, I've just been really into, like, trying to, like, learn about coffee, and I won't lie to you, like, it's really rewarding, like, when you, like, make espresso, and then you, like, make, you, like, steam the milk, and you, like, pour the nice little latte art, you're, like, wow, I feel so accomplished and so fulfilled, <laughs> and this makes me feel good, and, like, I wouldn't even lie to you, like, that's, that's been something that I've I've really enjoyed. Uh, I'm just like, wow, like I was able to produce this drink and it tastes good and I did it by myself. Like I feel so accomplished. So definitely that, like, I love making coffee. My friends will come over and like, they'll be like, can I get a cortado? I'm like, yes, yes, you can get a cortado because I can make it for you.
1: And Not it's just like, lie, it's cool. That and like, when I make my chocolate. <laughs>
2: no no it's true though like making like your own beverage you're like wow i could have paid five dollars for this at a coffee shop but i didn't because i made it
1: literally
2: um, I i've been doing five, that i again a like box
1: of like seven or some shit
2: exactly exactly um I've also been playing uh, video games. Uh, I played mm-hmm. the Scott Pilgrim game on Switch. Oh,
0: the complete That's just came
2: back, baby!
0: It's so crazy that they re released that shit because I remember when people were reselling it. They were reselling yeah. whole PS3s,
1: bruh. For the bread. Yes, bruh. Just for yes. the bread. Bruh. They were. They were. saying so they had to sell the whole yeah. P3, bruh, or the account. <laughs> they were wild.
2: Yeah. So. It's out. It is out. Like it is out. You could buy it. Uh I've been playing that. It's been
1: yeah.
2: uh, What else have I been doing? Again, I love music. I love music. So people like my artists like that I listen to enjoy. I've been like, they've been dropping stuff and I'm like, let me pretend I'm at the show. I'll like just blast (laughs) it on a speaker. I'm like, let me pretend I'm in the mosh pit. Let me pretend I'm in the underground venue. Let me just visualize that.
1: (laughs) Anybody feel crazy Cardi? Do I what Anybody still cranking
2: Cardi? Mm, not I've been reading.
1: cranking so the, the Future Track, and
0: that's it. I honestly have not been listening to music. In full honesty, I've been spending a good majority of my time re... Like, y'all know I be binge-watching. Y'all to be listening.
2: Mm-hmm. I just
0: I just rewatched all of Initial D. So, we drifting. Yeah,
2: baby. Word. Yeah, I uh, I, just so miss I miss
0: shows. Like I miss shows, but I'm also like ready for it to come back in my life at the right time. That's how I feel about it. When when everything's cleared out, people have been vaccinated and crap now, when the show yeah. come out and it's time for me to reappear, <laughs> look, I'm ready. I'm going to have my drink. I'm going to have my little story going. You're going
2: to be in the balcony seats like
0: whoop. literally Because I was supposed to go to, like, four shows the week that all that shit went down.
2: Bro, I don't even want to talk about how many tickets I got refunded. Like, it will literally just make me sad. It will make me sad. But I was going to go to the Hardcore Festival in L.A. that happens every year, Sound and Fury. That shit got refunded. I was upset. I was very upset. But, yeah, I'm just glad that, I don't know people be releasing music still. I'm like, thank goodness y'all are in a space where you can still make music, because I won't lie to you. If I was a musician at a time like this, I was like, I can't make music. I cannot. But, hey. It's crazy. I I, I literally, like, will crank hardcore in my room. I will crank hardcore in my room and pretend like I'm at a show.
1: It just happen. Yeah! Literally. I
0: love that. It's crazy how, how much money the musicians know. have been making off a... Uh skype performances i watched this young thug interview the other day he was telling me he was making hell of money online performances
2: crazy. yeah code orange this like metal hardcore band i like uh they were like they were going crazy on twitch crazy just like shows on shows on shows it's that's it, i don't know i'm so happy that like artists like musical artists have that platform but i'm so scared of that Like,
1: dang, like, I don't. It's a thing that's. This is a thing. It's going to be. It's a good thing that it exists, but we. It's like. I don't think it's going to stop people from doing live shows because people still doing live shows right now, which is wild. But I do think it might affect how, like, how live shows are treated.
2: Oh, yeah. one hundred percent.
1: The people. Yes. Because if you making stupid bread on the live joint, like to the point where it's beating out, like I mean, on the internet joint to the point where it's beating out the live joint.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: you still gonna do the live joint because people want the live joint. And that's the whole thing. But the live price is gonna go up. I'll tell you that right now.
2: Yeah, and that's what scares me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I not considered that. That's wild. That's yeah, what
2: scares man. me, because the I... The
1: gonna go up. Bro, T-Pain be on Twitch all the time, bro. You think the concert gonna be the same price? <laughs> no. It's true. gonna be the T-Pain experience next time he go live. And it's just gonna be super high-end, high-end shows, which I'm kind of for, but it's like, I don't want every show to be, like, a
0: production. I'm still trying to just... Me and Melly talk about this all the time. I really hope intimate venues is not a dying thing. Yeah, they yeah. Need to save that.
2: Yeah, like I I come from like a music genre where like people be playing in a basement, you know. Um, and like intimate shows are like the shows for me. So I'm like day and like all of you know these venues are like struggling. It makes me sad, you know, because it's yeah. like dang, like and it's like there's nothing you can really do, but Hey, uh, there's actually a venue here in Phoenix that, like, they're a venue, but to save themselves from, like, not going out of business in a pandemic, they, like, they already had a bar in there. So they, like, turned into a coffee shop just so that they would not go out of business.
1: Yeah.
2: Which is really crazy. But I'm glad. I'm glad for them, but, like, dang, you know, it's hard out bad here, bad. bro. Hard out
0: here. It's really smart.
2: Yeah. I mean, if, Small venue. If every, if every small venue can do that, then
1: yeah, just it just be.
2: <laughs> but then we have too many coffee shops.
1: We already do Dunkin' Donuts exactly. everywhere. Exactly, exactly,
2: exactly that, exactly that.
0: There's so many Dunkins in Chicago. For our okay. Chicago listeners, I want to let y'all know that it does <gasps> be, it doesn't look like that everywhere else. It don't. Y'all are
1: infected by the donut.
2: It really doesn't. It really <laughs> does not.
1: Like it's really wild out here. They love their fucking donuts and muffins. Do they even love it or are they just there? Like
2: no. I think it's there.
1: The muffins be gone, bruh. <laughs> gone. Like, real life gone, bruh.
2: Like you gotta bad. get
1: lucky to get a muffin, bruh. Hello. That is hilarious.
2: <laughs> that is hilarious.
0: Well, Melly, um, as far as
1: which is crazy because there's so many out here,
0: bruh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on with child Chicagoans, bruh? Yeah. They didn't even muffin for a nigga, bruh. So I guess you I go... Don't bro. go there. But the muffin be so good.
0: Which one are <laughs> you talking about? The, uh, what's the name of the joint you be eating? The, uh, it's a crumble joint.
1: What's the name of that joint, bruh? No, not the coffee cake. I don't eat that no more. I Ooh. eat the pumpkin. The pump I mean, I, I I still will, but the pumpkin muffin, the seasonal muffin, that joint is nuts. It already is gone. So if you listen, I'm sorry. I felt bad too. But they should make it a permanent thing because it's literally like the best muffin they got. The pumpkin muffin is stupid good, bro. right I've noticed
0: that you're really into the seasonal pumpkin spice shit, bro. Why don't you like just order it? You know, like it's just... <laughs> not the same. <laughs> not the why same. don't
2: you try to make one? Why don't you just wake up one day and you know what, I'm gonna make a muffin? If, a when I
1: say oh, I want a chicken sandwich, I don't think to myself, "Let me go make a chicken." No, I'm going to buy Budlong with Popeyes because they they are selling it.
2: I guess, but dang, you gotta be, you gotta love yourself, Xavier. You gotta love your pockets. You gotta learn how to cook for yourself, sir.
1: Who the hell said I couldn't cook? I'm just Nobody telling you that, but... when it comes to muffins, I'm not about to be in that bitch trying to trying to finesse the intricacies that the, the Dunkin' Donuts have already perfected. Why would I do that to myself? I'm not I look maybe if somebody have done it on YouTube I will follow their tutorial you trust it's Stop. probably on YouTube though the youtubers right. the YouTubers
0: be doing the comparisons they be they like, do. They yeah. do. They're like I just picked up this McDonald's McMuffin. Um now I'm gonna try to recreate it. Let's bite this first, guys, and then let's get into the recipe. You could tap into that bag. That would actually be really good. But I'm not going to. No, so, i like, that would be a really crazy hobby as your roommate. I would
1: love that. I'm gonna, gonna that. That. I'm, I'm gonna tell you <laughs> that'd be really uh, nice if you started bacon, bro. I'm not going to see for everybody who's listening, was like, damn, Xavier in the bacon bag. I'm not, I'm not tapping into it. That's yeah, cool.
0: Imagine him with the bacon smock on and just says Xavier embroidered at the top.
1: Yeah,
0: but um, Melly, let's talk about the press a little bit. Uh, before we get out of here, so what stuff do you have? coming up that's not in collaboration even if it's foresight you know where do you want to see the press set i know it's a baby right now but how do you want to see that joint evolve
2: for sure for sure um i definitely want to get some more like books and zines out like we don't really have a lot of those in rotation right now i mean i i think a lot of that is just because of like equipment and funds purposes uh but i really want to just be out here like you know like i think producing some more content and do some a little bit with some more um collaborational work in terms of like publishing things like um, you know like I think that's I want more materials I want more like you know products for us I want us to produce more Um, but how do we do that you know got to get those grants got to get that equipment Uh, so before we get there I think we just I think I just really need to establish up with some more equipment um, and just like producing some more stuff Um, But I really want to see us like I guess even like expand like our programming like uh, a month ago We did like a pop-up zine library, which was really dope Um, It was like open-air like, you know, like just like I have a huge zine archive um, and I just kind of put it out for people to come and just look through flip through some stuff and get inspired You know, like read some stuff Um, Because it wasn't just my stuff, you know stuff that I've collected over the years from different people um so i'm like i don't know maybe like some zine workshops um and just producing some more stuff and uh you know i don't know how this is gonna look like again given the circumstances of being a person and being alive right now um the day the day it's okay to have a zine fair a book fair we are gonna be up in there we are going to be there like we're gonna be at every like zine book fair that i can apply to that we get in like that's going to be like the it's going to be our element that's what that's like what i want to be in that's what that's like the community i that inspired me to make this and that's the community i want to be in you know so we're just really looking to be in some book fairs and some zine fairs like that's like what we want to do um and yeah but you know got to produce some more i got to produce more stuff and i'm praying that i can apply to some grant and get some money because equipment is expensive when it's expensive.
1: Do you guys maintain an uh, an online presence?
2: Um we, we try. We try our best, Xavier. We try our best. <laughs> I think anyone that knows, like who like uses Instagram as like a platform to like market their work knows how tedious content making can be and how it is really a job and like being on it, you know, uh, which as a three person team, yeah, that it, it, it's a tedious job, you know, but we, you know, we try our best. Um, we're trying to get us, you know, like, again, this is like, again, for shooting, trying to get a website, you know, trying to get like a good, like online store, like stuff. Um, but you know, it's all in the process, you know, we're learning, we're a baby, we're getting there. Um, but yeah, that's like the steps we got to go to, but I think, we try, we try our best on making content, on making posts. We really try our artists. Um, and again, as someone who is like, you know, yeah, I'm an artist, you know, I'm a printmaker, I'm a, I am a perfectionist. Like, I want it to all be the same aesthetic. I want it to all look nice. So it's like, that's another extra step. You know, making content is one thing, but making content look good is another thing. So, but we try. We're out here.
0: What's something you would want people to, I guess, take away uh, I don't want to say brand image because that doesn't feel I guess exactly the right word choice I want to use but I hope that carries the message I'm trying to deliver but what would you want folks to take away from I guess the press not only as a mission statement but as a community because I know you're also interested in collaborating um, with people broadly Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or people that fit inside of your goal of collaboration
2: yeah for sure Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think, like, when you look at our work, there is, like, a quote unquote, like, I guess, like, aesthetic, um, but it's not super rigid or strict, you know, um, basically, like, what we ask for is, like, you have, like, an authentic and, like, intentional story you want to tell, you know, like, um, we say that, like, our, um, like, our, in in our mission statement, we talk a lot about, like, intergenerational history, Um, and, uh, oh my God, I lost the word for like five seconds, even though I wrote this myself, Uh, generational history, archiving lived experience and trans into visual slash graphic works. Um, anything that really like fits that bill, you know, whether that be super like on the nose or like even tangentially, like that's going to be like our ballpark and something that, you know, like we want to work with, like we did like a summer print drop. Uh, with a local artist, um, and, like, we, like, you know, we kind of had this theme, and then we talked it over, you know, and, like, kind of, like, you have this aesthetic, we have this aesthetic, but we're bridging it, you know, under this theme, and just, like, collaborating, talking, studio time, um, and produced, you know, some work, um, I, and I think, I guess, like, also just taking away with it is that, like, you're gonna, well, what we produce, you're gonna walk away with, like, a visual story i know that's so broad and so vague but i think that goes to show like what that can be you know like you're walking away with like a story someone has to tell um with the narrative that someone is sharing with you and i think that's like the main thing that we want to like put out there and like with our work but other than that you know we love southwestern iconography we love it. We love the nod to the Southwest. We love the boots. We love the lasso. Um, we love the hats. Um, just cause that's so like a staple, not just the, you know, obviously to the Southwest, but also like a staple to just like what our families wear, you know, like my dad is posted with his boots every day with his hat, you know, like these are, these are very real things in our lives. These are very real things that we see and that, you know, like we have a, an affinity towards. So like, yeah, we're going to, put that in the press because it's so real to us it's something that's like very a part of like what who we are so
1: that
0: so is there a, cool. you go ahead oh no i was just basically going to ask like is there anything in particular people should be looking out for that you think is gnarly that's going to be at the fair this weekend under the press um
2: word 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 um i wouldn't like to you the presses i mean the printers will be more me uh my stuff uh but my uh some of my favorite pieces are going to be up for sale i mean they're going to cost you a pretty penny but that goes to show you know like the work that i've been doing you know like the work that you know like this has taken me and is uh so if you're looking to get my pieces of resistance as they say uh those will be up if you have a you know some uh, money to spare um but if not you know i again as i said before i'm a very for the people person so you know there's some 20 dollar prints in there if you feel so inclined uh for the people that you know want to get the print for the print for cheap not that it's cheap because it's everything i do you know hard work we got it it's in the good quality um we got just some like really basic like some lino cut single color that i've done here in my room so if you want to like you know if you want that like memento of like oh at home printing it'll be there too um I'm trying to think. Oh, I mean, Have you ever
1: thought about getting into filmmaking?
2: Uh, getting to what?
1: Filmmaking? And I, I think I cut okay. you off. My bad. Uh,
2: no, no, no. You're good. Uh, I made a video once. Okay, not more than once. I made a, I made one video. I was proud of. I made one video. I was proud <laughs> of. Um, and it's something that like I definitely like would love to explore. I just like. I don't know I don't think filmmaking comes naturally to me but I could do it I mean like it's a very natural it's like a- it's so perfect for storytelling it's so perfect for these you know this mission statement I just like haven't tapped into it completely also because I wouldn't even lie to you premiere is not my friend I am I am a I am a 2d wo- I'm a 2d woman like I'm an analog woman I love me paper I love me pencils you know like I can deal with technology, but it's not necessarily my forte. <laughs>
1: yeah, it can be kind of, especially something like Premier, it's not always the most intuitive. Even just no. stuff around is like kind of weird sometimes. Yeah.
2: But if I got some intensive training, maybe, perhaps. I could okay. Be, I, could, I could be out there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I've dabbled in it, and I do like it. It's just a lot to deal with as someone who is very analog.
1: And my last question before I throw it back to Reggie. What's your favorite movie? Or what's a movie you've just been really touched by recently?
2: This is literally the best question you could ask me today. So yesterday, literally yesterday, I watched a movie called The Sound of Metal. My God, that movie was great. That movie was fantastic short synopsis so it's about a guy he plays in a metal band he starts losing his hearing how are you gonna lose your hearing when you're in a metal band (laughs) and it's like his journey like accepting that and like going through that and like you know I wouldn't even lie to you I cried like I really was like in that movie and like I also think it's like an attest to like it being in my niche and my music niche culture because again I love that stuff and I was like damn like he is a drummer in a metal band and how can he lose his hearing? This is literally terrible. Like, this is so bad. And shut up, Riz Ahmed. He was the lead in that. Like, ooh, that was a great film. Sound design goes crazy. You guys would be really into that sound design of okay, that movie. Yeah. So watch that. It's on Amazon Prime. I don't have Amazon Prime. I, my friend has it. I was like, let I'm going to mooch this off you. <laughs> Super good. Super good.
1: Okay, word. The sound of metal.
2: Yeah, starring Riz Ahmed, came out twenty nineteen. So good.
1: that's
0: case. <laughs> and I guess on some final thought shit. Could you tell us anything that we didn't get to ask you that you want to share with people that are listening?
2: Yeah. Let me dwell on that for a little bit. Um. I feel like there's definitely something, there's always something I'm trying to say. Um, I think what I really just want to say is like, just watch out in the future. I feel like in the future, there's going to be a lot more coming from not just me, but also the press who um, really want to like carve out a space. And I'm just really excited to like, really like share all of these things that I've been sitting on. Um, right now and like bring them into fruition um and if anyone out there you know is like you know interested in like collaborating um shoot us an email navajapress at gmail.com or dot gmail.com like reach out you know we we love to have conversations we love to like you know like be you know have these talks with people you know like it, again it all boils down to a community of people wanting to produce something you know and like we're really about that okay. so be in touch
0: can you drop the at for the people listening
2: yes 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 i can so on instagram you're going to want to go to at Navaja Press, and then if you're looking for my personal work at Melly.marie.nava. um those are going to be your handles and then i just drop those emails um oh you know what i'm gonna plug something very quickly it's kind of old now, but if you guys want to read about my practice, in, uh, I have an art mu- mu- Art Phoenix Art Museum interviewed me for their Phoenix Spotlight. Uh, so if you want to go to, I got the link, I got the link. You might drop this later, but uh, if you go to phoenixart.org slash blog slash Melly dash Nava, you can read about me in more depth if you so please. Yeah
0: and there it is people museum. i just want to know that's a museum
2: that that's it, a is, museum, it, is, it is it is a uh, that's a museum here in phoenix it's uh what do they call themselves they call themselves like the uh it, it says home of the world class art in the southwest for 60 years so uh fun fact i used to work there i used to work there as a, a security guard uh or g- well, gallery attendant was like the official name but when i was in high school i used to work there so right. it's kind of It was a good moment for me to, like, come full circle. It's like, I used to work there, getting paid minimum wage. Now I got an interview.
0: I want to just say this real quick, because I think this is really crazy, and I want to get your opinion (laughs) on it. Did you see that the MCA fired, like, 50 people in a week?
2: Yes. Yeah, My friend works there, dude. And I don't know if y'all know Corinne. Oh, I don't know if she wants her name out there. Anyway, my friend works there. (laughs) My friend works there. Uh, My friend works there, and... She was so shook. She was like, I didn't get an email, but wow. But wow. Like, Damn. it's just like, it's so hard to like, come to that terms of like, wow, we're really like in this field where like, these jobs are like disposable as hell. Disposable as hell. I used to wear volatile. Yeah, it's volatile. Fantastic word for that.
1: If you
0: want more info on that, you can look at MCA Accountable on instagram
2: yes yes it's just it's so crazy to me
0: that shit is dark
2: so very dark very dark and especially like when institutions you know like are always being like we want to be a place of radical thought and conversation and like we want to like you know like be a part of the community and especially you know like given the events of this summer and like all these institutions were like oh, we care so much about what's going on. And then like, kind of like spotlighting, you know, like certain artists, but I think for the clout or just for like the respectability politics, right? Um, And it's like, then be about it, then be about it. If you so are promoting this train of thought or like these values, then be about it. And that's the issue. People don't want to be about things. So.
0: But Thank you for coming into the pot today. Uh, print, awesome. You guys can go check that out. Uh, it's taking place. This will come, this will be out the day after the launch, but all of that information will be
2: up. Um, yeah, it'll be up like for a couple months, so don't feel free to browse, peruse. Um, yeah, and then also just that that postcard project out with MPP. Hit our Instagram, we got the information, we got the links.
1: So, well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you
2: for
1: yeah. being with us and talking about. Thank
2: you guys for having Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. You know, I got, a lo- I got a lot of love for both of y'all. Got a lot of love for both of y'all. So, I'm
1: like,
0: all right, I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna try to get this milkshake before this place closed. <laughs> um,
2: I got work at 5
0: a.m. Oh, go to bed. Oh that's really crazy. <laughs> Wait, what yeah, time cool. is it in uh in Arizona right now?
2: It's 8:30 p.m. Oh, oh it's
1: 9:30 here and 10:30 where Reggie's at.
2: That...
1: Yeah. Time. time. Love
2: y'all. Love both of y'all. Peace
1: and oh, peace. Yeah. See y'all next time. Um, That'd be um, safe. <laughs>